Hey, it's Robin Banks, and you are listening to Loose Lips. Sit down, bitch. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Mike Belly. And I'm Tim Moss. Yay. And everybody's listening to Loose Lips. <laughs> Tim, I feel like I'm seeing you every week now. Which is fine with me. Hell I, yeah. we, we got to spend some time in Philadelphia this yes, last we weekend did. with Jess Brannis and Nathan James. So much fun. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, first of all, the train ride there. Hello. <laughs> Where are you? Where are well, you? Yeah, we were. He's going from car to car to car looking for me. But it was the quiet car till he arrived. And then <laughs> that went out the window. It was no yeah. longer the quiet car with us two on it. Pasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to um, do a show, uh, Drinks with Jess. Yeah. 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 We recorded the show while we were there. That was so much fun. Oh, my yeah. God. He had. You, Nathan, I, and I think Christina Aguilera and Patty LaBelle stopped yes! by. They, they did. They made, they made little, little appearances there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey Tim, guess what? What? Our show is sponsored by Uberlube. I love Uberlube. I think everybody does now, right? Thanks to yes. us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It goes in and out like nothing. Squish, squish. And then yeah. we have it in large bottles. And if you're taking that little trip with your, your mm-hmm. leather. You've got you a little travel size. Right? Travel size, yeah. And you can visit uberlube.com to see all their great products <laughs> and purchase them and say loose lips sent you. Yes, exactly. And even a virgin can feel like an old timer <laughs> with uberlube. <laughs> Or you can put it on your hair. You really can. It's like yes. a sheen, it gives sheen to, it, to your hair. It sure so does. So you can use it on either end. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why we love Uber Lube. It's versatile. Either end. <laughs> it's versatile. So, Tim, tell me, what do you got coming up? Oh, my God. This is Pride Month. Pride Month. Yeah. Thank God things are starting to move. They're not having a lot of... of of big events here in New York city, but they're recording a lot of virtual and a lot of stuff. And I'm booked solid throughout the month, but towards the end of the month, um, I'm doing my cabaret show on uh, Sunday, the 20th, June 20th at 7 PM here in New York at Pangea. And I can't wait. It's a one night only thing. So I hope everybody just gets tickets, go to Pangea, nyc.com and make your reservations. Ike's going to be there. Yes, I can't wait. And then um, UBC is having a movie night uh, that following Thursday on the 24th, which starts the weekend, starts the Pride weekend. Nice. And they're going to be showing Junk, the movie I star in. Yay. Sweet. So yeah, it's, it's that's how we're taking out the month. And yeah. I have to tell you, I've seen both and both are phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. One different than the other and worthwhile seeing more than six, seven times. Mm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what have you got coming up? Uh, I have been working very hard on Fifty Shades of Gay and getting Mm -hmm. it out there. And right now we have a few shows that are coming up. We got uh, New York City, which I'm so excited for. 
So Fifty Shades of Gay sixth anniversary is going to be at the Triad Theater August seventh at seven yep. p.m. You can find your tickets on triadnyc.com. And then we're we're headed out to Orlando August twenty eighth. Right at the Abbey Theater. And you could also find tickets at theabbeytheater.com. And I just want to say that the Fifty Shades of Gay in New York City, you are going to be in that. I am. Along with Jacqueline Dupree. Yes. And then Orlando, Florida, you will be there again with Eleonora Diamond. I will. She's fabulous, too. She is really fabulous. And a wonderful, wonderful person to be around. Let me tell Uh you. And then Rochester. Yes. Uh, yeah. We nothing was confirmed yet, but um, oh, okay. if, if all goes well, we have a couple of other cities coming up, which are we're excited about that as well. Yeah. But um, I think we're just going to go right into talking about all the wonderful places people can listen to Loose Lips. <gasps> oh my God! Where uh, can they hear us? iHeartRadio. Oh, Pandora, Google Podcasts, oh. Spotify iTunes, Amazon Music, and if you ask that bitch Alexa, she may play it too. How oh about my that? god! Yes, well, uh, and also I just want to give a big shout out to all of our new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like California, we had some from LA, Salinas, Isla Vista. Um, in New Jersey, we had people tuning in from Newark and Wyckoff and Passaic and Cape May and Point Pleasant, Elmwood Park and Mercerville, yes. and here in New York. We had Smithtown tuning in, Middletown, and Manhattan. And even in Minnesota, we had Wilmar and uh, in Utah, Salt Lake City. But also, we are international. We also had Milan, Italy, Frankfurt, Germany, Barely Hill, England, and Clichy, France. I know I didn't say that right. Oh, you were damn close, Tim. That's for sure. But this is great. And that were just the new listeners. So we want to thank everybody who's also tuning in every week. And we are so grateful to all of you. And keep Absolutely. listening in. And especially with special guest stars like today. Oh, my God. I love her. Yeah, she's um, our, our guest today is a New York City drag queen who was born and raised in Harlem. She is an actor, a recording artist, and an activist, activist for, for just everything people of color related, POC related. Um, she's performed at, at all the iconic New York spots like Pieces and The Monster and, of course, the legendary Stonewall Inn. Um, in 2018, she released her first debut full-length album, which is called Jawbreaker. I love it. Yes. Yes. And guess what, Tim? I know. He is releasing a new single with another queer artist named Ricky Olson. Mm-hmm. It's their take on one of my favorite 80s songs, Don't right. You Want Me, by the Human League. And yeah. I, I've been listening to the song, and it is incredible. Yeah, I so, agree. Um, coming out this month, so just in time for Pride season. Woo. And she also has a new album coming out this winter. Can't wait to hear about that. So every time we cross paths, she has been personable, fun, mm-hmm. and most importantly, real. And it mm-hmm. doesn't get better than Robin Banks. Yeah! Oh, honey, it's Hi so y'all. great to see you. How are you, baby girl? Thanks for having me. I am yeah. good. How are y'all doing? Fabulous. We are good, and we're kicking Pride Month off with you. How better mm-hmm. can that get? Yeah. That. Thank you. Happy Pride, y'all. It's like it's yes. here. Yeah. Happy yes. Pride. And we can actually get out a little bit. We can actually start going out and enjoying ourselves a little. 
Thank God. So excited for that. <laughs> now, are you, you fully vaccinated? Back? Yes. Yeah, I'm fully vaxxed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me what too. I was trying to like not tell people. I was thinking of it like being very much like um, like what do you call it? like voting? I was like, I don't really want to tell anyone. Like, I'm just gonna yeah, do it. But I got I'm- Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah are here too. Uh, I have Johnson and Johnson. You know, two days before they announced the clots. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think that's healthy, y'all. I, I know one and done is always good, but uh, no, <laughs> I'm always trying to be a, a rebel. <laughs> well, you go against the green. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Robin, listen, we're gonna go all the way back to the beginning for you. And just tell us, you know, how did Robin Banks come to life? Um, so I I think I've always been someone that loved to like entertain and act a fool. Um, and I grew up like in the nineties just watching like Mad T V and Sign Night Live and things like that. Um and so like I just love like their parodies and like how like I like I'm a pop fanatic and so like to hear people like make fun of songs that I like and it makes sense. <laughs> um, yes. I, was, I didn't know you could do that. Um, and then I got into like Weird Al Yankovic, um, who ah. was like this parody legend. Yes. And um, from there on, it was just like I need to, I need to do this. Um, so I went to high school. Um, I went to Harvey Milk High School, which is um, at that time it was considered like an all gay alternative high school mm-hmm. um but prior to that i went to a, a school um called urban assembly and um so fun fact i basically when you're filling out your application in junior high school for high school i like wrote a number wrong um so i wanted urban assembly of media studies and i got urban assembly school of design and construction oh. um, and i want to build no goddamn house um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so like being there like i didn't want to have to go through the are you gay are you gay are you gay because by like 10th year, like, I was, like, owning it. Like, I had my core group of friends. If mm-hmm. I had any issues, I had my core group of straight friends that, like, fought for me. Um, and then my <laughs> my guidance counselor said, yeah, you don't have enough credits to graduate. <laughs> um, but she said, there's an alternative school where you get a credit and a half versus regular school where you get a half a credit. So you'll oh. get quickly. Oh, okay. So, um, so I ended up going to Harvey Milk um, where I met my... Uh, two longest best friends and are also my backup dancers, Matt and Day. And um, they were putting on a show with our dance teacher and um, it was Tina, it was it was a Tina Turner number, but they asked me to like dance back up with them. Um, and so it was literally just like a leotard that like someone had gotten from the pantry and um, <laughs> some like rolling down heels or like a wig or whatever. And um, I got a lot of compliments on my legs. And that's generally what I get. I get, like, your legs are so great. I wish I had legs like yours, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and so someone said, oh, you should think about doing drag. And I was like, oh, that is. I don't want to do that. Um, and then um, I, it was explained to me, and someone had put me in drag. And I was like, oh, this is fun. So, you know, being, like, 16, 17, um, doing, like, these, like, random award shows or, like, all these community-based organization award shows and things like that really helped me realize that, like, I love to be in front of a crowd. I love to mm-hmm. entertain. I love to have fun. Yeah. Um, and then once I was 18, I found that you could get paid for that once you turn 21 because you yeah. have a club. <laughs> I said, I could make a career out of this. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and so that's kind of how it was. Um, at one point, I was going by... Um, <laughs> um, my first, like, official drag name was Kelly Kelly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a wrestler back then. I was a huge wrestling fan, and she had that name. And I was like, that name is so dope. And I was trying to like do different names that match together. But I was like, Kelly, Kelly, just sounds just right. Um, <laughs> and then um, I'm gonna apologize now because my dog is playing with a squeaky toy. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you, sir, that's um, fine. He's borrowing it from me. That's okay. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I I was gonna be Sandy Beaches. Um, but I didn't feel like it was like black enough. <laughs> and oh. So I, I got Robin Banks and, and around that time, like no one had that name. Now when you Google it, it's everyone in their mother's name and it's a bunch of strippers mm. with their asses oh. with that name. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, honey, I, just, I have I to say, them. you still got the better legs out of all of them. So. Thank yeah. you. You know, and they're mine. They're not like surgically enhanced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So r- real quick, I want to know what was the Tina Turner number? Um, I want to say it was a mega mix of like her like like greatest hits. So I know there was like mm-hmm. nut nut nutmeg bush or nut. Oh, well, flat bush, yeah. That one of those. Um, yeah. and then we did uh roll in. Um, and then um, it, it was just a bunch of stuff. And I, I remember like being really excited about it because my favorite Tina Turner song is um, I Don't Want to Fight Anymore. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've always like watching that video. I always wanted to wear like a white shirt and some denim jeans with the shirt tucked in, like she's in the video. Um, yeah. But it was it was that moment that like I realized like I just love dancing. Like I love to dance, mm-hmm. and and I may not be the best dancer, um, but I feel so free. And people realize that they mm-hmm. said when you dance with those three, like you smiling, you're in it, like, more than this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. thanks, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> feeling a little my 18-year-old self. Yeah. <laughs> well, other other than um, Tina Turner, like, who, did you have other influences, like, other people that, that helped guide you? Yes, um, so I'm a huge Tony Braxton fan. Oh, um, yeah. So that also helped my, my name. Um, she had that video, He Wasn't Man Enough For Me, and there was an actress in mm-hmm. the name Robin Givens. Who I found out was married to Mike Tyson, who was in like, yep. a domestic violence kind of situation. Uh-huh. Um, so that helped um, a lot of that. Anything that was like pop and like, you know, very much like white woman, you can't be this or whatever. Um, I went mm. against it. So Britney, Christina. Um, I really loved girl groups around that time. Destiny Child was still kind of hitting it with their last album. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of that stuff definitely was in the back of my mind when I was like, what do I want my persona to be? Because I think. And in the community, like, you kind of see um, what everybody else is doing. And you think that's the right way. And so you start mimicking, like, oh, this is what I'm going uh-huh. to do. This person's doing this helping for them. Um, yeah. Not realizing that your own path and your own journey is way different. And you just have to do what you feel good and like, your body, your mind, your soul, and the gut. And, and just go uh-huh. with it. Absolutely. Well, now, because we're all performers here. Yes. And, um, I mean, that had to have just been, like, almost overwhelming the first time you stepped out on the stage as Robin or within or in or uh, in your persona because you're out there on stage by yourself yeah do you um, do you remember like your first performance the first time you stepped out there I do um but the, the, the funny thing about it is that Whenever I did do anything solo, like I had my best friends with me as mm. backup dancers, uh-huh. so I never, never, never had to do anything solo. Probably until I was oh, like, nice. I want to say twenty-one, mm-hmm. um, which is when we were able to like really hit like the club scene, which is totally right. different from like community-based like organization shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends had went to college, but the other one was still here. But it made it, it made it difficult. Um, so I ended up performing a lot of acapella songs because I love like vocals. I love, I think backup singers make the song. 
Um, so at one point, like that was my that was my gig, and I think that's honestly how I like perfected my lip sync because if you can hit those notes, those echoes, those background vocals, and really like give a show, like I think that that that's what what it is. So that definitely saved me. Um, because no no drag queen was doing that. I still don't uh-huh. see a drag queen that just performs just straight up acapella. So I think that eased me. Um, being on stage doing that, and I think my first um my first acapella song that I did was um. Beyonce is dangerously in love. Mm. Um, oh, wow. I gotta love it's that. such a great song, but there's also like it was a version that was on like a Destiny's Child album, and then she kind of took it into the solo. So I kind of like meshed the two, mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. I can like give myself more of a variety to work with, and um, mm-hmm. it, it went over really well. Yay! Yeah, I think that. Now, Jawbreaker. Yes. Was your very first album that was released back in 2018. Yeah. How exciting was that? How did that come about and how nerve-wracking was it when you first released it? Um, so Jawbreaker is an album. First of all, that's it's my baby. Um yeah. I feel like I've I've done a lot of <laughs> I've done a little like minor like mediocre albums um that are like fun parody stuff, whatever. But mm-hmm. I never talk about that stuff because it sounds terrible and I'll be mortified if anybody finds it. <laughs> um, so if, whenever I talk about Jawbreaker friends, they're like, that's not your first album. Like it is as far as an established artist and a drag queen, like that is the one that set, you know, me down. Um, so that album basically came about, I, I wrote that album in 2000 and early 2016 is when we started doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2016 was a terrible year, terrible, terrible year. I think mm-hmm. everyone can kind of sit back and have a moment where they say 2016 was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and I had went through a, a breakup. I was with my ex-boyfriend for three and a half years. <laughs> and, um, actually june 13th of this year makes five years wow um that we that we've broken up and so um a lot of the songs on that album were written while we were together and while i was in love um and then all of a sudden i just i got really depressed 2017 i spent the year trying to save my relationship and i got really really sad and we started doing like really sad songs and um my producer um is someone that (laughs) used to kind of bully me in high school um, he's like this big buff straight Dominican guy, but I think we work really well together now because he's like he understands me. Um, and he was just like, You can't like you can't do this. Like you can't like this isn't like what people want to hear as a drag artist and if you want to be taken serious, like you have to give the people what they want. It's okay to include stuff like that, but you mm-hmm. don't want to make a whole album about that. Mm-hmm. Um so uh I we scrapped that idea and we brought out like tracks back from Jawbreaker and like I rewrote some stuff. Um, we, we recorded everything because um, I definitely think that being in the mind frame at the end of 2017, it was like, I gotta do me, I gotta be fine. I really want this album to hit. Um, and, and we hit the ground running and like a lot of my friends helped um, like ideas and mm-hmm. you know, like what I wanted the look to be. And I definitely knew that I wanted it to be a standout album. Right. Um, I think about like when you go like back when we used to buy CDs. Um, <laughs> when you go like Best Buy had new release Tuesdays. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Yeah. Um, and they on 86th Street they would have like the shelves, and I, what always drew me to them was like the album cover that stood out. Um, it's kind of like, oh, what is that? And so I thought I needed something that was way out of my league, way out of something that no one would ever see. Um, and so I had Gigi Katana, who's another um, New York drag queen. She did my makeup for it, my makeup and hair for it. Um, and it was a look that I had never done. Like, I had never had, like, this really dragged out makeup because I think my brand is very much, like, I want to be a hood girl. So, like, hood girls aren't, like, over, like, extending makeup and they're not, like, overdoing it. Like, but they don't do the bare minimum. 
Um, so I said, girls, just drag it, drag it out. Like, yes. And um, mm-hmm. we did that and, and the cover was so dope. And I went to this candy shop and they had like this big ass jawbreaker. I actually still have uh, it. Um, and I love the album cover. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And it, it's just a great album. It's a feel good album. Um, I, I love that there's like elements of like dance and pop and like hip hop. I, I feel like I feel myself throughout it, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's your spirit animal. Yes, God. Right? And, and, you know, too, I think you've worked with Lola Michelle Kiki, who I adore. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim, Tim, I know we, we've worked with her before. Yep. And I I think there was a song called Karma, right? Yes. Guys, yes. And I yeah. love it. Thank you. Uh, Karma. Karma's another one of my babies. Um, it's it's that song and, like, Yes, God, that's also on the album. That like mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care what we do. We got to, like, I don't care how old they are. We're going to remaster them and we're going to shoot videos for them this summer because... I love those. Um, working with Lola was so much fun. She had mentioned previously that she had wanted to do music, but she didn't know what she wanted, but she knew she wanted rock, but she wanted to like rap or whatever. Um, and I said, well, why don't you do uh, the, the the single version of Karma? And, you know, I went to her house and we wrote, well, she wrote it mm-hmm. um, and, and we recorded it and, and it's what you guys see. And the Fluid Project helped me. They, they let me their space to shoot the video, um, which I'm going to remaster and reshoot and hide that one because... Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but I was just looking on my, my um, iTunes, like my artist iTunes, and it, we broke um, a thousand listens for the remix. So um, wow. we'll have to it. Thank you. So. Congrats. Well, now, um, June 4th, June 4th, just in time for Pride. Yes. Um, you're going to be releasing Don't You Want Me. Yes. So tell everybody what they can expect. Um, so Don't You Want Me is a cover song um, by the Human League. It's from the 80s, mm-hmm. 1981 to be exact. And um, it's one of those songs that, like, when it comes on shuffle, I can't skip it. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes you get really into it where, like, it's just on repeat for, like, most of the day. And like, this is a really fun song, but I would want someone really fun and different that I've never worked with to, like, feature on it. Um, I want to call it a duet, but according to iTunes and Spotify, they don't do duets. Um, you have to put it as hmm. a featured artist. Yeah. Really? Um, Strange. So I had to put him as a feature artist, which sucks because it is definitely a well-balanced track. Nice. Um, it's just, I love that it's fun. I love that everyone of everyone knows that song. Like, mm-hmm. you know that song when you hear it. You, like, even if you don't know the verses, you know the chorus. Yeah. Um, throughout the, the weeks of me teasing it, like, I found, like, a bunch of commercials on YouTube that had, like, a car commercial, Chip yeah. Boy. Um, they had, like, these Purdue chickens singing it. So I just kept throwing <laughs> those out, like, because people know it. And it gets me excited when, when someone messages me, like, recently, it's like, is that by the human thing? And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, so people know it. And um, yeah. I, I think it's a great pride song because we've, we've kind of been locked up. And um, being in a relationship while being locked up, like, some worked well, some failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like we are coming out of this you know, wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted. And it's just like, don't you want me? Like, right. don't you want me the way I am? Don't you want me, you know, with my quarantine weight? Don't you want me, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, why, why wouldn't you want all of this? You know? So right. I, I just thought that it would definitely be appropriate for people to understand it and interpret the way that they want, especially like with this new era of like people getting into old music. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and, and it's a fresh take on the song too, which yeah. I love it. Current. Thank you. And, the video is, I love the colors in the video. I think I've been here. It's really a lot of fun. And yeah, you want to roll down the windows. It's summertime. You want to belt at a song. Why not? Don't you want me? I don't 
not? You know, it's and, and why not shout to the person at the red light like, "Hey, don't you want me?" Like, <laughs> and then just drive by before they throw a rock at you. You know, it's well, fine. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's usually a prisoner that usually attracts. <laughs> well, you know, God bless because you know those be, those be, mm, those be the ones. Jeez. Yeah, I thank you. <laughs> Nobody gets me. <laughs> Talk about love right? lock up, honey. That's right. right. And and then guess what? After sex, they're gone for five to ten. <laughs> God Bye-bye. willing, girl. You, know, yeah, yeah. you start getting letters and calls like, can you put money in my book singing like, who's this? What's wrong with yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so we are going to premiere uh, my song, Don't You Want Me? Uh, the singles out, the fourth, um, there's the acapella version, because you know, like for an acapella, and then there's the original version, um, which will all be available on all streaming platforms. Um, and the video is coming up soon on here. And then once you guys are done watching it here, please give it more views on YouTube, because no shade, I need, I need the money to come in. Um, but yes, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys download the stream the hell out of it. So yeah. let's watch it right now. Yeah! yeah.
Oh my God. Yes. Video is incredible. Thank you. (laughs) I said it before. I am going to be playing this all summer long with the windows down. (laughs) I need the streams. No shit. Times are rough. But no, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm glad that like it was really great and colorful for y'all. I think the colors is great because of pride. Even though there's no primary Mm -hmm. pride colors, but I think we definitely celebrate like brightness and fun, and and that's what I wanted this video to definitely represent. Yeah. So thank you. We basically shot the video, and I was the, we had the spot for three hours, and I was two hours late, <laughs> oh. um, mm. because of traffic, and so like I was like so upset and over it, and um, we ended up shooting. We shot on the inside, probably like I want to say ten minutes, and then oh. we had to have time to wrap. So literally, as soon as I got there, <laughs> he's like, "Let's go." So we got, I did the song probably like two or three times. Um, Ricky had been there from the start. And so he had like all these like extra like scenes. And I was like, girl, you got to re-edit this video because there's a lot of Ricky and there's not enough me and this is my song. Um, <laughs> and so we ended up shooting outside in the area and like Lola was like, well, what do you need me to do? How can I help? Um, and so I was like, girl, just be present. And yeah. we shot a bunch of stuff with Lola and I made a bunch of like cute like gifts and GIFs and, you know, shit that you can text your friends with and make funny faces. So... Um, Lola is definitely someone that like we I, I definitely want to work on something soon with her in the future because she's gotten better you know I have to tell you though it might have been like uh, an omen because the break it up where you're inside and outside mm-hmm. you're kind of not together and I thought that worked out pretty good no thank you yeah um, we, we shot scenes together but it, it's let me tell you it's awkward shooting outside and people are like okay. <laughs> driving by and like people are singing the song um people are cheering you on people are staring i'm like this big old drag with like this pink suit on and like people's like what's going on um you know people <laughs> stopping like you're focused here but they're stopping on the corner yeah. um so like it just like they just didn't look authentic with us together um and so seeing them separated like that and us never coming together i think is like um like a beautiful thing for it uh-huh. because it's still like you're singing to like whoever you want them to notice you um but you you may or may not end up with them and you're still asking like bitch like don't you want me like and you're right you know, yes so I, I i agree with you i think us uh not being together is definitely like, yeah it, 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 yeah it worked. it worked out great now of course you have i'm a little birdie told me that you might be having an album coming out at the end of the the year yeah um so i i I've struggled with this because quarantine, I had nothing to release and everyone was just releasing all the stuff. Um, so I took that time to kind of write and I had writer's block um, and I wanted to put it out um, this summer. I wanted to put it out this month for Pride. Um, but I just, I realized when you rush a project, it's never the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like authentic. It doesn't make me feel happy to put out a half-ass project, especially, um, after how good the album quality for Jawbreaker was. Not so much mm-hmm. the videos, but like, you know, you can't, you can't go backwards. Right. Um, so I said, let's take our time with this one and, um, let's, let's shoot all we can this summer because it's going to be cold. Bitches are going to be inside. And when you're inside, you do nothing but download and watch stuff on YouTube. Hey. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking ahead of the game. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like myself were cheese doodling it all, all winter. <laughs> like, don't you love me? Wiping it on yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Mwah, mwah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scratching beers up everywhere. Uh, well, speaking of quarantines, last year was a shit show. Obviously, the pandemic, um, yeah. the unnecessary violence that was going around that was just Ooh. completely 
disgusting. And you you were very outspoken. Um, yeah. I admire your activism. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about last year? And did you feel confined or were you out there on the, the, the front just, you know, you know, speaking your mind or were you afraid to go out with the COVID and... Yeah, um, so I think I I definitely wanted to at first I was I was kind of nervous because I feel like when you're a drag queen of a certain caliber, like the things you say can either be taken like great, or um they could just be taken as like oh like this bitch is just talking out her ass, and I didn't want to uh, ruffle any feathers because I'm already like pro black. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I won't do is I won't throw like my religion in your face. I won't throw, like, my ethnicity in your face. I feel like when it's needed and someone needs to be educated on it, I will let you be, I will mm. let you have it, and I will let you know, like, this was wrong, and I'm not a violent person. Um, Don't put your hands on me. I'll get you jumped on my family. Um, Or I'll call the cops, because I'm one of those people. Um, but I felt like it, like, in this moment, in this incident, I feel like I needed to do something, because people were having a conversation about Black drag queens, and they're not being enough um, visibility. Mm-hmm. And I felt that um, because I am not your typical drag queen. Like, I don't do Broadway. I won't do Britney Spears six nights a week. Right. I won't do Celine Dion. Like I want to dance. I want to twerk. I want to pop. I want to curse. Like I want to. I want you to hear the songs and be like, "Oh shit!" Like that's an old school song. That's my jam. I remember that. You're taking me back. Yes. Um. And and I've always felt that because I wasn't doing those kind of numbers that I never was really heard or understood. And it's not that I even cared because I had done a bunch of like see all the reality TV shows prior to that. So I had already had a fan base behind me. Um, so it wasn't a matter of like fitting in um, because I have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a matter of like, I need to have my voice heard because someone that's pro-black when needs to be, this is, this is the perfect time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I that wanted to be out there. Um, but I honestly was just really nervous. My grandma had COVID mm-hmm. and she was like in the hospital wow. for like, I want to say like probably three or four months. Wow. Um, and so like she made it out, thank God. But that was like really scary. Um, yeah. And it felt like one of those moments where like you hear it happen to your friends or your people and you never think it's going to happen around exactly. you. Right. Um, right. When it did, I was just kind of like, all right, girl. Like I, like I live alone, but like I definitely was like seeing my mom every day because even though, like, I moved out on my own, I could still tell that my mom is still like, oh, my gosh, my baby. Um, so I, I would go visit her and have to be cautious about visiting her because she's going to visit my grandma. Right. Um, and so the conversation that we were having was just, like, why why isn't there a space where there is black drag queens on the posters? Because you go to all these places, and if there's, like, five posters on the wall, mm-hmm. they're all of, like, non-people of color, but there's that one black girl that's probably, like, on a Saturday, or that one black girl that's a part of, like, you know, a guest host of the show, and it's like, why don't we have more visibility? Why aren't we there? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Why that, aren't they in the prime spots? Why are they matinees? Why are it, it's yeah. a lot of questions, yeah. yeah. Yeah, why are we not the forefront? You know, everyone likes to walk around and say, like, oh, you know, like, this has been started, you know, by a trans person of color, and that's great that you can sit there and mimic that and say that, but, like, why aren't you showing that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem for me. Even till this day, that's a problem for me because we're back in quarantine and still kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, now, it's still learning. <laughs> now you are an activist, um, yeah. and, and uh, particularly with um, POC with people of color. Now, 
this last year during quarantine, the Black Lives Matter movement just totally erupted, totally yeah. erupted. And but there still seems to be a polarization. You've still got the white on one side that don't understand what's going on with the black community on the other side. Mm -hmm. To me, conversation is extremely important. Yes, is, what do you feel that the white community needs to understand about the black experience that they don't get? That it's our experience, right? And so mm -hmm. I feel like listening to a lot of the white conversations um, that, are ha that have happened is very much like, oh, they're being dramatic or, oh, mm. you know, like it was in the past, slavery was like back then, like get over mm. it, like you weren't, you weren't even a part of it. And I just feel like when your grandparents can tell you about stories, how they had to drink from a different water fountain right. or how they had to walk to, to school because the school buses wouldn't, get, yeah. wouldn't put them on. That was not that long ago. Hello, mm -hmm. okay? When you really think about it, and, and, and that's, become, that, that's something that people need to be educated on. Like, mm -hmm. you think like, oh, the 60s, you know, was so back then, it's like, sweet, it's really not that long ago. No. Like, the, like right. even the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, like, it would, like, people were, like, coming around, but it was still really, really hard for people to just be accepted and to just want to be, like, a part of the group. Um, right. And I think listening to those conversations, it kind of made me angry. Um, but I realized, like, you cannot have angry conversations. Right. Um, you can't have conversations over text messaging. You can't no. have conversations right. over the phone. Like, I think those conversations need to be had in person because I think by having those conversations, people can look at you, can feel like your and I'm going to go some time just talking about it. Um, feel your energy and feel that, mm -hmm. like, this is not a joke for me. Like, right. There is a particular, like, there is a thing called driving while black. Like, that is real. Yes, like, right. That yeah. is real. Like, you can have, like, a, a Jaguar, and you could be, mm -hmm. like, the hoodest person with, like, baggy pants and a do-rack, and they will pull you over and, like, be like, so what you doing with this car? Like, yeah. never mind mm -hmm. that you're successful, you're college-educated. Like, they don't care about that. And so nope. that's scary, because a white person could get away with that. Well, that's what I mean. Like, me being white, I never worry about just getting pulled mm -hmm. over for no reason. Right. That's go. something that you have to live with daily. Absolutely. Um, I can go to a store and shop freely. I'm not going to have a, detect a store detective following me around. Yep. Mm -hmm. Things exactly. like that. Things like that that white people just don't get. Right. They don't get that there are two, uh, two different Americas in this country. Absolutely. And I think the Black Lives Matter movement definitely helped put it on the map because you do still have yep. some white people yep. that are like ignorant-ish. I, I was just um, going to say that. How do you explain it to the ones that are ignorant? The ones that yep. still don't want to hear it? Do you just say, all right, walk away? Or do you still try to educate them? And I, I'm sure last year was pretty hate-filled. And yeah. just watching everything on the news, it, it blows my mind that people are still ignorant. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's one of those, I always try to, buddy, Hey, sorry. Stop. Mm -hmm. um, I always, like, during, during the quarantine, I had a conversation. I put up a post, um, and it was about how I always felt that I knew a bunch of people of color that were bartenders. Mm -hmm. um, but the sad reality of it is that you never seen them behind the bar. Yeah. Um, the only time you see a Black person at a bar is security. Yeah. Wow. That's a problem for me. Yeah. That's a problem yeah. because I feel yeah. like, and that's the example I use when people don't get it. 
I told them, like, I asked them, like, how many people do you know that are bartenders? And they'll list them. And, uh, and like, there'll be, like, a couple of people of color in there. But they'll predominantly, they'll predominantly be, like, oh, my gosh. Buddy. Nah. <laughs> um, they'll predominantly be white. And so mm-hmm. I let them know that, like, when you go to a bar, you feel safe because you know that that black buff security guard is going to protect you. Mm-hmm. And you can order a drink from your white counterpart. Mm-hmm. But we, you think about so many people that are of color that have really went to these schools and really busted mm-hmm. out to try to be a bartender. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for them to get a job. And if they do, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's in Harlem or it's in the Bronx or it's off mm-hmm. the books. Or, right. And it's not fair. And, wow. and when, you, mm-hmm. when you bring that to people, people are kind of like, oh, I didn't think about that. Well, yeah, you didn't think about that. And You're now right. that the wheels are turning, yeah. let's dive right. deeper into it. But it's a shame that they have to have the wheels turn. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. isn't it like common? You know, it's just knowledge to say something's not right. Well, common sense is not so common these days. Right. No, yeah, right? Well, you think it would be, but unfortunately. But yeah, Honey honey Davenport yes. had brought that out about, about the monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought about that today, too, because I was on Instagram, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Um, still mm-hmm. no change, but whatever. You know, you make it yeah. work. <laughs> but but that, it, it starts. That starts the ball rolling, yeah. things like that. I think the ball honestly should have been rolling during quarantine. I think when when we have these places that are being closed, these bars that are being closed, and, you know, we're going through it. Like, you know, they're shutting down all the great places, you know, mm-hmm. COVID's getting them. But the ones that are open, you think that it'll be like, all right, let's have this conversation. What can we do to better enhance a person's experience? So when we do open back up, we can not for nothing, but take those those people that lost the home bar and bring them here mm-hmm. or show them support. Like, what can we right. do? And it's not saying, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to give our staff members, like, uh, a class or a training on how to treat black excellence. It's more than that. It's more than just mm-hmm. the goddamn training, right? You can you can train this to your blue in the face. But until I could walk into a bar and see, I don't know, maybe, like, one or two or three behind the bar out of five that are of color, your training didn't do nothing because it went in one ear and not right. the other and it on the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I, it are, to... and I know a lot of people dive into that conversation on my Facebook, but I used to go to bars now and like right. security, but right. the security is either Spanish now or they're black. Mm-hmm. So. Well, now it's probably triple be- trying to, to get into bars and venues. They're all closing. Mm-hmm. Um, for you as a drag entertainer, is it harder to find an establishment that's actually hiring? I mean, there must be so many drag performers in the city that are out of jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many boots and saddles yeah. is closed. Uh, right. Uh, what's it? There's another one that just closed as well. Baca soda. Baca soda, soda yeah. Oh, I thought I thought they were going to be coming back. No, they're that's, not. That's what the post gave. But it, I mean, I walked past it yesterday. And I was like, oh, I'm still tight. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I mean, yes and no. Like I, the thing about the thing about drag is that like I know I don't want it to be a lifetime career. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I'm 31 and I realized like, I enjoyed being a teacher. I was a dance teacher for three years at mm-hmm. a middle school. Um, and I enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed like, Oh, I'll have a gig here and there. You know, if I have something to promote, then like, I'll make it work and, and I'll, I'll promote the shit out of whatever I need to, but I don't want to do drag forever. Like, I know I don't. Right. Especially mm-hmm. now that quarantine happened, everyone's a drag queen. Everyone's a drag queen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about that. Like, there's always going to be someone that's going to be younger. They're going to be more flexible. I like my back, so I'm not just dropping for, for a 20, 100, right. yeah. none of that stuff. Because, girl, yeah. I'm going to spend that on bills, and now I got a bad back. I got time right. for that. Um, so, for me, it's definitely, like, 
I I wish there were spaces um, dedicated to like all like an all black cast, and it's not to like mm-hmm. shun you know the white counterparts. Like everyone's more than welcome, but right. I would love to see a space that's predominantly black. And like you know, like I've been I've been chatting it up, trying to figure out what I can do um, in that particular moment. And so there are some things in the works, and Good. you know, I I I I wish everyone the best of luck that has been out of jobs because it mm-hmm. it was really hard. For yep. people um, to to make ends meet, and and I did I had did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, um, and the interviewer actually said, "Well, how, how are you dealing with it uh, financially?" And I said, "Well, I lost two like private gigs, but mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me because I I I saved the money. Like I I knew I always said to myself, like, what if the world closed, buddy? Mm-hmm. I always said, what if the world closed down, we wouldn't be able to do drive." Yeah. And I had a drag queen laugh at me and say, that's never going to happen. And, <laughs> and it happened. Hello. Um, so that's what I think about. I think about mm-hmm. how I really wanted to invest in myself and in my future. Like, I want kids and I want my kids to be comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. like, I want my kids to be able to understand that, you know, like, it's hard being black, but but I made it and so will you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Amen. Good. Amen. Good. Well, congratulations on all you've got going, and thank you. 2021 looks like it's your year. Definitely. Yes, thank you. I, I, I got a bunch of pride stuff happening, so I'm... Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Uh-huh. Gearing up for that. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. things are slowly opening up. Um, people are coming out. Back, I know a lot of vaxxers are, are getting a little upset that people that are non-vaccinated are trying to get into venues. They're trying to prevent people that are non-vaccinated to get into the venues. It's been a big stink, so... I'm just curious to see how things are going to go going forward. It's going to be a little crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, people are purchasing tickets, but people are purchasing tickets. And then what happens when they change the rules and say you can't get in? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to do? But I think it's part of the, like, everything is on the, the print. You have to read it. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, and if you don't read it, then I guess you're asked out of $90. Because if they can mm-hmm. prove that it's physically there at the right. bottom of, you know, the purchasing page and yeah. you neglect to see yeah. it and it's kind of yeah. like well here we are you know yeah it's it's a new a new world new, form. new world you know, yeah the world. i heard that people are like faking them too like people were like yeah. when people post up their um i got vaccinated cards people screenshot and then crop around it and then yes you know, there's, there's been some people that like type and, and and i was like this is ridiculous so like, that's the latest scam rather than just yes. go get a vaccination yes and get your own fucking card yes. Amen. <laughs> now there's an app though that you can, they, like you put your your date of birth and the, your, the date of your last shot and it's like a scan code like a qr code now um yes. that has your official information on it so i was like this <sighs> is <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really. Wow. Difficult. Wow. Now we're coming up to our segment. Well, Tim, we usually have our segment called What the Hell Did I Just Put in My Mouth? Mm-hmm. Oh. And we usually taste test some items. Unfortunately, being we just decided we had to have Robin Banks on the show it was last <laughs> minute, we decided we are going to do Cheers. Which is kind of in honor of Drag Queen and let's have a drink and create. How about and that? And celebrate Pride. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I'm down. I've created a cocktail with Kettle One. Mm-hmm. It's called Cucumber and Mint. Oh, okay. And I shook it up in a shaker with some Langer Cucumber, Mint, and Lime Juice. Yum. Garnishing it with a cucumber. <laughs> yes. I actually hate cucumbers. 
<laughs> then you ain't getting one, huh? <laughs> I love pickles, but I'm looking oh, for okay. And so Tim, good. what do you have? Well, I have what I call Cran Rap from Ocean Sprawl. <laughs> or and, and, the English version is Cran Grape Diet from because <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really drink. But in case anybody wanted to know, I ripped the label off mine's diet too. <laughs> <laughs> but if if I did drink, I would do. From last weekend, we were in Philadelphia, and Jess mm -hmm. Brannis made these kamikazes straight out of heaven. Oh my god! Because I don't normally drink, but she had it perfectly blended and matched, and it did the job. Which is lime the, juice but dancing. Oh, dancing. What? Yeah. <laughs> to Don't You Want Me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Available on YouTube. Can't push it enough, honey, you know? There you go. And uh, what do you have, Robin? So, Robin, Robin what um, are you drinking? So, I, because I, you're not from the hood, um, I got ginger ale, and then I put a little bit of um, Hennessy in it. Um, oh, nice. You know, it's, it's a celebratory month. It's a celebratory time for me and my music and my single, and then I'm here with y'all. So, um... I said, you know, I don't want to get too crazy, so let me just, you know, let me be a little classy. With ginger ale, you can never be classless with it. And so I said, I'm going to be a little, like, ratchet and just add a little honey. Like, why not? Do you have a name for it? I'm just going to get the Henny Things Possible because... The Henny Things Possible? When you have Henny, girl, you don't know, you're asking your elbows. So <laughs> yep. here's to that, honey. Oh, okay. I think we need to create a drink called Over the Banks. Ooh. Yes. One okay. that will take you Cheers. out. I'm here Cheers for it. Pride, your new single. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for playing it. Mm. And we're going to oh, play yeah. a game. And it's called, What is Robin Thinking? Oh, I'm such an airhead, so probably just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to play. It's going to be one or the other. So if we say to okay. you, hot or cold, don't say the answer. Okay. Think in your head, which one of we'll those write two it would down. you pick? We'll write down what you think you would do, and then you would say. Oh, are we okay. writing it down? Yeah, let's try it. We'll do a sample. Oh, there's a point system, y'all? Oh, she's mm -hmm. busy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got one. So right, what so What would you say? Between hot and cold. Cold. <gasps> really? I had you down as hot. Me too. Oh, <laughs> I, like, I like the cold because I love, you can put on so many layers, and I love all Yeah. Oh, I do too. I love the <laughs> So the hot, you can take off, you know, as much clothes as you want, but you can still be a burning skeleton. And mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, next one. Don't say the answer. Okay. Bianca Del Rio or Lady Bunny? Okay. Go ahead. Ready? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Bianca Del Rio. Oh, well, I was going to say the whore, but that would cover both of them. <laughs> yes. Bianca. Yes. Okay. Tim Tim usually wins these games. But right now we're tied. All right. Next one is a beach vacation or a ski vacation. Mm. Ooh. Ugh, this is a tough one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. yep. Beach vacation. Beach. Hmm. Oh, I think this might be the first time we're tied. Okay. <laughs> but, but after what I you said, I thought, oh, but if you go skiing, that would be cold, so you yeah, might right. do that. But... <laughs> I, I was thinking, I was like, oh, they're probably going to think ski because of that. Don't know if you're a fan, Robin, but we're going to ask anyway. 
Real Housewives of New York or Real Housewives of Orange County? Oh, okay. Hmm. Go ahead. Um, Real Housewives of New York. Boom. <laughs> um, I actually I love Atlanta, I, so neither I I feel like we can mix this one because I'm an Atlanta kind of girl. <laughs> I, I, Atlanta's my favorite. Who was your favorite this season? Portia. Portia all the way. Portia is, I'm telling you, her personality every season gets better and better. Yes. Like, and and all the wonderful she th- things she did for Black Lives Matter. And yes. It was incredible. Yes. All right. We have one more. Okay. Ice cream or Italian ice? Mmm. Was that like pizza? No, just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, ready? Yeah. Yep. Um, ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Big deal. Tim won. What's going on? I. I know. And now I got to get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> All right. So, last part of our show. It's called Q and A or advice. Okay. Now we have a couple of questions. Unfortunately, they got a little wet when I spilled my drink on <laughs> them. Everyone wet. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's the name of a new single, maybe, huh? You shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> okay this one's from Sharon, uh, Los Angeles, California. Oh, this one's for Robin. Who is your favorite entertainer, past and present? Um. Would past be like dead or like the past? Like uh, I guess in it whatever you think. Whatever you think. Um, in the past, um, I would definitely have to say that I was a Mariah Carey kind of person. Oh, uh huh. Um, the the second the first CD I got was Baby One More Time, but the second CD I got was Mariah's Butterfly, mm-hmm. um, which is a really dope album. Um, I collect vinyls and I frame them. And so that is one that they just re-released um, along with the Emancipation of Mimi. So I just ordered those. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say Mariah from the past. And like now, like I will forever and always be like a huge Tamar Braxton fan. Like she is my spirit animal. Like she mm-hmm. is my mother. Like I'm dying to like just hang out with her. Like if I can hang out with her and Portia together. Oh. <laughs> Heaven. I'm here. I guess I'm happy. Leave me alone. Um, so definitely, like, those two. I just feel like those also help make up, like, who Robin is. Like, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, you definitely mentioned the Braxton, so that's awesome. Yeah. 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 All right. This one is from uh, Scout, and they are from Newark, Delaware. There is a Newark in Delaware? I thought there was. I don't know. Well, I guess there is. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Newark and Delaware. Ah. Any plans for this summer? So I guess this is towards all of us. Plans for the summer. Plans for the summer. Um, you go. You go, Robin. Uh, just honestly, I plan on, I just want to shake my ass. I just want to dance. I just want to have a good time. So um, a lot of uh, eating and, and drinking and uh, just being out and about safely. Um, maybe the beach. I go to the beach at least once every summer, but I haven't been to Coney Island in a really long time, so I think that mm-hmm. is my that is my main goal is to go to Coney Island in drag to take some photos and then out of drag to That'd enjoy. be fab. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. What about y'all? Um, Pride Month, I'm going to be out and about doing lots of shows. I'm so grateful to be back. Yeah. Um, I'm going to visit my, my family next month out in the Midwest, and mm-hmm. which I haven't seen them for coming up on two, almost two years. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. 
and then hopefully hitting the road a little. So, yes, mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. That for my summer, it's taking 50 shades of gay out on the road, traveling, mm -hmm. um, hopefully working and maybe enjoying a beach or two. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Do y'all tan or do y'all burn? I burn. I uh, am Italian, burn. so I, I, I brown. Okay. Tim, you burn? Oh, yeah. Painfully. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I've, 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 it's been all my life, so I'm so used to it. Okay. I just, I turn like a lobster, just. We will take you to a tanning bread. spa. We will get you a nice spray tan, honey. <laughs> yeah. Make you look like you're from BOC. Just but you, you, I've seen you tan though after you, you, you really. By the end of the time. summer, yeah. Right, right, right. By the end of the summer, after I've burnt and burnt and burnt and burnt, and oh, there's yeah. a little tan. Oh, <laughs> it unpeeled. I go through lots of pain. We'll lots call that tan melanoma. Right. We have a piece of advice that they're looking for some advice from us. Um, this is from Kiri from Myrtle Beach. I want to take a vacation with my boyfriend. I want mm -hmm. to go to South Beach. He wants to go to Arizona. We huh. didn't go anywhere for three years, and it looks like we won't this year either if we Aww. can't decide. What should I do? Um, with help sex. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, yes. place, like, you're not getting laid. What you uh -huh. want? Mm-hmm. Um, he'll no, be in okay. South Beach in no time. <laughs> no, he'll pack for you, honey, okay? Um, no, but I, I think South Beach is definitely... I just think you... Arizona... Is, is it Arizona that's chilly? No, no. Arizona's hot and dry. Oh, right. Stanford, yeah. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of something else for the A. Whatever. But I, I cheated on my geography test. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I think South Beach definitely... Because you just want to have fun. You want to... You don't want to be overly hot. Like, I, I, I don't want to be overly hot. Like, I just want to be chill. So I think... I think South Beach would be great. Get you a little, like, beach house, maybe. Take you some sandwiches on, on, the, on the sand. And just have a great time. I think that's a great getaway from being cooped up inside. Because if it's really hot in Arizona, then you're going to be cooped up inside under AC. Right. Yeah, that's. I'm not sure why he would want to go to Arizona if he has family there or know. something. I mean, it depends on the reason that he would choose Arizona of all places. Of all places. Know? Yeah, that's not, that's not your number one vacation place. Like, oh, let's just go to Arizona. What would you say, Tim? What's your advice? Well, that's that's what I'm saying is is it depends on why he chose Arizona. If if, if he has a family there or right, I don't know, wants to that's, go to the Grand Canyon or yeah, you know, like what what and, and, what what's and, his reason for choosing choosing um, Arizona? Because Miami's a great you know getaway yeah, spot. I love Miami. I love Miami, but again, also, we don't know oh. if they been to oh. south beach a million times who knows but, but i also oh. right and i also forgot that he they're from myrtle beach isn't it correct yeah so they're on the beach anyway so maybe right. oh. some desert and some you know more inland so yeah i would say talk it out talk it out figure Give it out a coin. Give a coin. i say this is my advice to kiri kiri let him know you're going to South Beach with a hot tan Raul. <laughs> yeah. If you want to come, you come. <laughs> I know I will. Oh. <laughs> so we're Raul. <laughs> hey, Gary. Robin and I will be meeting in South Beach. Good luck with Raul. Hello. And then some. You know. No, that's, I think that's great. I'm, you know, or maybe just whoever planned the last vacation you get to plan this one. Like, you know, it's just, I think that's a better way to like make it work. Like we did what you wanted to do three years ago. And now I really want to go 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So we're mm-hmm. gonna go here, or else you're not getting laid. Like I said, from yep. the <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all we have, Robin. Thank yeah, you for joining Robin, Tim and I. Thank you for having me, Tim. Yes. I actually had a question really before we wrap up. I sure. um, I saw you um do it was like an off-Broadway play with um Fred Rosler, who's a really good friend of mine. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Little House on the Ferry. Yes. Uh, yes. What? Like, did, I know that you guys were like pitching that, and it was going to get picked up and stuff like that. Did it? Yeah. It, well, it's on Broadway on demand right now. Yeah. Oh, work. Okay. Actually, actually, I'll give you a little tip on that because I think they're showing it for free on YouTube just for Pride Month. So oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know about yeah, that. Yeah, please. Share I, away. I, I'm there, um, watching with his mom, and like, I was like oh my god, cool. I love her. I yeah, love, Rob, her name is Robin. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Who's gonna happen with that?" And then, um, I the 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 Fifty Shades of Gay is is phenomenal. Like, it's uh, really mm-hmm. really dope. Um, well, listen, you got tickets if you want to come in August. Word, I'll definitely come. I, I like I like I've heard about it, and then I've seen like other people be a part of it and talk about it. I was never asked to be a part of it, but um, you <laughs> yeah, know, I was like, this is great. Like, you know, Robin, I, the I, sky's I, the limit this year. Hello. Yeah, the sky is the limit. Let me know. I'm knocking on my calendar, and I will tour around with you. Hell <laughs> yes! And we could go find Raul's everywhere. Hello, exactly. they're all over. It's hot. Yeah, they're back to back. Back it up, honey. I would love it. You're an amazing person, and I have to say, you are unapologetically authentic, and that yes, is and I love that. Oh, wait, my shirt says that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, that I adore you, Tim. We yes. just are so happy you were here today with us. <laughs> I'm wearing the Fluid Project. Yes. I'm a oh, I love Fluid Project. Yes, I love them. They just sent me this, like, yesterday. In the Very nice. Very nice. Well, we look forward to seeing you this summer. Definitely. Yes. We hope we catch up. And yes. if you want to find Robin Banks, go to www.robinbanks.com. Her yes. single is being released June 4th for Pride Month. Yes, Don't you want me? We cannot wait for everybody to hear it. We heard it and we love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all so much. Thanks to everyone out there. Wow. This is where we wave goodbye. Yay. Bye.